Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ash and Aiken Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ash and Aiken Show. Uh, as always, Jason, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Man, it always is. It's great to be here. I uh, just love doing this with you, brother, and um, you know, love getting love getting the word out to to the folks out there, the listeners. Appreciate them. We always tell you we appreciate you. If we don't, we should. Um, How long have we been doing this now, in total, between our two shows? Would you say three years now? Three years, yeah. yeah. We've been yeah. going at it for a minute. It's amazing that, that we're as good as what we are in that little time. I know, right? Sometimes, <laughs> in the early stages, I wondered. In the early stages, man, it was just sitting around talking about our favorite movies. That's, <laughs> that's it. I mean, I remember... I remember that first uh, episode we did of two guys in a podcast. Was it Eddie Money had passed away? And Eddie Money. Had we talked about Jaws. We talked and... about Jaws. Yeah, we talked about that episode was probably two and a half hours because we just started talking and just and carried on. Never stopped. Never stopped. So, like we we like to do often on 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 our show, Jason, we like to talk about current events that are happening, especially ones that that uh gain uh, national or worldwide media attention? It's Yeah, there are some things that happen that are bigger than anything and just, you know, need des- deserve to be touched on. Right. Now, what we've got, folks, and I know everybody's heard about it by now, uh, we just want to, you know, Esh and Akins, we want to, you know, share our thoughts and opinions on it. Uh, and uh, we've had some shootings lately. Mm-hmm. We had one in Buffalo, New York. Yes, sir. And Uvalde, Texas. Yes. Uh, tragedy. Uh, I hate any time there's a school shooting. You know, it's one thing when it's a, a high school, going back to Columbine. Right. It's right. still tragic. It's still tragic, but when you start talking about little kids, it you it's really even hard to wrap your brain around that. or think. I mean, it's hard to consider it. It's still... To this point right now since it happened, I can't wrap my mind around how crazy does somebody have to be to shoot up little children. It's like um, truly, you know, we like, uh, we like, we like you know, no doubt everybody knows we like movies. We like all kinds of movies. And we like um, the paranormal. You know, we talk about monsters. But you have to be a real life monster. I mean, that is a that is being a real life monster. Yeah. So the whole situation, I don't know. I, I didn't pay attention to the situation in Buffalo too much, Jason. I did on the Uval, Texas situation. Mm-hmm. What transpired in Buffalo? I know a guy went to a supermarket. Is that right? Yes. Basically what transpired, and of course it's like everything else, and this is the thing to me that's so disturbing about these shootings. He was a young guy in his 20s, and for whatever reason, you know, and you never know why people developed the thoughts they did. He, he did have a history of uh, mental illness. He um, was, and I say this, quote, unquote, a white supremacist, I think that was something he adopted as his, because he was uh, somebody who who is suffering from mental illness sometimes, uh, or alienation from society will try to find something to latch onto. Right. And he latched onto that. And uh, he 
like some of these guys do, would go on. There are different social media sites, some of them I've never heard of, where people who have those types of feelings will get on there and talk to each other. Right. And he would go on there and, and talk about his hatred for black people. Um, I'm pretty sure probably Jews also. And um, <clears throat> he started legally. He didn't get anything illegally. He started legally um, gathering up ammo. I don't know how many guns he had. He used an AR-15 in the shooting. And um, he started to scope out the supermarket. And, and obviously he was targeting, you know, African-Americans. He was targeting uh, African-Americans and, you know, he left clues on his, on those social media sites. Hey, I'm, I'm scoping this out. This is what I'm thinking of doing, you know, but who was checking it? And then he had also uh, had a run in with law enforcement. Uh, I believe when he was in high school, he made some type of a threat to someone. And it was like, I mean, it was a, a, a threat of murder. Sure. But, and, and, and I say but, let me add to that, in New York, and I'm not sure if it's particular to Buffalo or all of New York, they have what are called red flag laws. So if someone has a history of mental illness or they have a history of domestic violence or threatening people, they get red flagged and they go to buy 300 rounds of, of high velocity ammunition and it's like, no way, I can't sell to you. Right, because those are the kind of people we want to keep that out of their hands. They're the tip. They've got them basically profiled as to these different kinds of shooters. So, but law enforcement in Buffalo said they they didn't do anything. They did not enforce the red flag law. They said it wasn't a specific enough threat. It was too vague. So this rocks on. He's making his plans. And then one day he shows up, and he had on body armor, as many of them do, and he starts, and it was primarily elderly people. One guy was a church deacon. Um, one was a grandmother, and he starts mowing them down, blowing them away. The security guard, the, 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 they had a security guard there. He pulls out his pistol and opens fire. He couldn't take him down because the guy had on body armor. Body armor, right. And so he gets nailed. He's dead. And so he's going in there unimpeded and, until the police show up. And then he takes his own life. Well, he, you know, I'm glad he's dead. I don't, and I, I don't want to. Oh, I, I, I have, I, no, wait a second. That's another shooting I'm going to think of. They took him into custody. Well. They took him into custody. And he has pled not guilty. Wow. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. There's been so many shootings. I get confused. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I hate to say that I'm glad. You know, obviously we were mixed up on the situation there. But saying that I'm glad she was dead. But you know, eye for an eye. Well, at that point, man, to me, you have forfeited your right to to be um, amongst the rest of us humans. Yeah, I, I agree. You're an animal. You're you're. It may be even worse because at least an animal doesn't plan out they're going to come kill you. They just react by right. instinct. A wild animal reacts. Yeah. This guy, that is evil of a kind. I mean, and you and I, in our past, we talk a lot about our past occupation. Every now and then, not very often, but every now and then we saw real evil. I don't know if we ever saw this level of evil. No, I don't think so. I mean, we had some real evil... Straight uh, up killers. Not there individuals yeah. that, that we yes. watched over. 
Yes. But not at a level like this. No, not when you will make the commitment to put on body armor. To plan out. To plan out, to scope a place out, then to show up and start killing strangers. Yeah. People who are coming from church. You know, it, it boggles the mind. And one worse than that, Jason, and no shooting's worse than the other, but uh, as I told you, I don't know a whole lot about the, the situation in Buffalo, so I can't really speak heavily on that. It was, they, had, they, they classify my, and I actually read this, sometimes you can see things on Facebook that are actually informative and not foolishness. Yeah. Um, they, the FBI classifies now four different profiles of mass shooters. The Buffalo uh, uh, mass shooter was what they call a racially motivated shooter. Um, typically, that's age 18 to 40, well, almost always white male, mm -hmm. um, which I, ha I have to be honest, most of these mass shooters, you never see a black mass shooter. No, it's, it's always a white male. It's always a white male. And um, for whatever reason, they hate minorities. They may hate gays. They may hate women. Mm -hmm. They may hate Jews. But they follow kind of the classic patterns of prejudice. But it's it's not just prejudice. It's true hatred. And they feel compelled to act. Um, another kind is what we had, and you're going to speak on this, um, the shooting in Uvalde. School shootings almost always, they're almost always 18 years old. Yeah. They almost always... And that's, that's going back to, I guess, the, the first... Before Columbine, I don't remember any school shootings. Okay, you might be too young to remember. I do. In 1998, I had never in my lifetime heard of a school shooting. Jonesboro, Arkansas, two young men, two high schoolers, uh, and they looked, I saw their pictures, they looked like this normal country boys decided they were going to shoot up a school, or their school. So they worked as a team. One of them went in and hit the fire alarm. The other one was hiding in the trees with a high-powered rifle. And as the kids were coming out, he opens fire. Wow. There was a second one after that, a copycat. In, uh, oh, gosh, I almost had it. It was in Olive, not in Olive, Olive Branch, Mississippi, maybe, but it was in Mississippi. And then there was nothing. The next year came Columbine. Columbine. And that changed the whole game. I mean, I wonder if them guys drew inspiration from that shooting because I, I never, I never heard about the Jonesboro, Arkansas. They have stated as much that they, I mean, because they left behind a manifesto of information. Yeah, they were inspired by those guys, and typically shooters like that have either been bullied or are bullies. One of the two extremes. Um, oftentimes, they struggle in school. They're loners, um, and have other. Uh, often they have had an interaction with law enforcement, teachers and principals. They've had interactions where they've had to be disciplined or they have got, quote, unquote, on the radar for being troubled. You know, it's kind of like, I mean, it's just common sense. I mean, and some people say, well, maybe you shouldn't be profiling. Well, dadgummit, sometimes you have to. How many times in your lifetime, whether it was you were a kid in school or an adult, have you been like, that person right there is going to be trouble. They are scary. There are serious issues here. Yeah. And, and nine times out of ten, people, you interview them after the shooting, they say, oh, we knew, yeah, there was this, there was that. You know, so they got those profiles down pretty good. You know, and that brings us to guys who go shooting at um, places of business. 
usually white male in their 40s who is, for some reason, angry at the company. They've been fired or angry at their coworkers. Uh, the fourth one is the people who go in shooting churches. Right. Typically, white male in his mid-40s who has some kind of uh, vendetta against the church or Christians or Muslims or Jews. Religion in general. Religion in general. Religion in general. So it's, you know, we, we've had so many in this country, they can pretty much make a profile and say, this is the kind of person that's going to do this. Yeah, you know, it's, typically, it's, typically. Sometimes people surprise you and like, nope, everybody's like, we didn't see that coming. No. Uh, and the Uval, the Uval, Texas situation, Jason, I've never, of all the school shooting, you know, we've had, we had Sandy Hook, we had... Uh, Newtown, Connecticut. Newtown, Connecticut. Uh, Parkland, 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 Florida. Yeah, Parkland, Florida. Columbine, you know. I saw a list... And I'm sure they were arranging anything from one shot being fired with a pistol to multiple casualties. But I saw a list of the past 20 years, and it was 30 to 40 schools deep. And and some of them I'd never heard of. Yeah. And I was like, my God. It's amazing the ones that don't make big media or that we we overlook. It gets advertised. We've had them here in Alabama. Um, I forget where. Maybe it was in Gadsden or... In Birmingham, there was, and it was, you know, it wasn't a mass shooting per se. It was one student shooting another. Um, that's happened two or three times, and you see it on the news, and you know, we see the all too familiar uh, kids at funerals, you know, yeah. families in mourning, and then we go on the next day to the next, the next crisis. Yeah, you know. So the Uval, I'm gonna talk on the, I want to talk on the Uval Texas situation, and. Uh, Guys, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm going to be very blunt about what I say, and I mean every word of it. This was a sick, depraved individual. I'm not going to mention this shooter's name because he does does not deserve the recognition by any media outlet to have his name mentioned on anything. Amen. Amen to that. This situation started over an argument with his grandmother about him not graduating high school. Yes. He shoots his own grandmother in the head. Yeah, in the face, actually. Yeah, in, yeah. in the face. Can, now, can you imagine? And I'm not sure what kind of gun he used to shoot her, but I'm assuming it might have been an AR-15. Well, wh- and I'll get to that. Apparently, this kid somehow had been able to, to afford two Daniel Defense AR-15s. The with way. optics and everything. These are decked out, you know, yeah. 25 to 5 grand a piece. I read a little bit on that. He worked at Wendy's and saved his money. The day he turned 18, he bought the first Daniel. The second day, this was in a three-day period. The second day, he bought 357 rounds of high-velocity ammunition. Yeah. The third day, he bought the second Daniel AR-15. And the gun owner, he didn't have a license he had no driver's license. And the gun the, the, the gun shop owner, nothing seems strange to him. Wow. You know and he's gonna get some he'll get some shit out of this too. The feds there's no I way. guarantee they're breathing down his neck right now. He's being interrogated. Man, I'm gonna tell you right now. I went to vote the other day. I gave him my driver's license. I think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. That's normal. 
you have to have ID for that, or you should at least. Absolutely. You know, there should be no argument there. Any time, what you go buy Sudafed for your cold man because of the meth manufacturing, you got to show them your driver's license. You know, anything you do. Hey, I need to deposit into my bank account. How do I know it's your bank account? Give me that driver's license. That's it. But somehow this kid goes and gets two, I mean, two of the, the most tactical weapons a civilian can own. That's it. You know, I mean, it's, it, it blows my mind, and it's like, you know what? I, yeah. I, I've, and I've told you this before. I can't justify the money. I'd love to have one. Absolutely. You know, but, by God, some people don't need to have them. Right, and it comes down to the old, old conversation, you know, you know, and we're about to go into this discussion again politically, I'm sure. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, oh, it's, it's going to have to. Tighten down on guns, tighten down on guns, tighten down on guns, but at the end of the day, it's not the gun's fault. Tightening down more on guns, if you just enforce the gun laws you already have. I think we have a problem with enforcement. Number one, we definitely have a problem with enforcement because there are laws already on the books. Absolutely. You know, I think we have a, a problem. I think there are some, there are two or three very, to me, they're not hardcore at all, and I don't know what else to call them. Stringent, maybe. Laws that do need to be looked at. I do believe in red flag laws. Sure. Because to me, the key is not to restrict me or you. Per se, and I'm saying that because we think we're saying some people would say don't give those jokers nothing, but I think, and there again, I know some people don't like the concept of profiling, but we have to find a way to actually keep these guns out of the hands of people that have high chance of doing this kind of stuff. It's right. just like you got a guy. I had a friend, a girl that I, I I met in college. Gosh, she was just one of the nicest people you would ever meet, ever. She moved to Nashville, starts dating this guy. Things go south. He's scaring her. I don't know if she had a restraining order. I don't know if there was any domestic violence charges, but he drives up one day, pulls out his gun, and blows her away. Yeah. You know, and he, he I don't know what kind of pistol he used, and he shot himself you have a lot of situations, and the majority of times a woman is killed by a man, it's by her ex-husband or ex-boyfriend. Right. You know, if someone has a restraining order or they have credible charges of domestic violence, I question whether or not they should be able to get a gun until that's cleared up. Sure, absolutely. Because I'm going to tell you, folks, you got people out there that snap, people that were already not stable, and they, it, it's kind of like other laws. There are laws in the books right now that inconvenience your average everyday person, but the bad guys mess it up for the rest of us. And with this, I you know I think there is I don't think there's any way that the smartest, greatest nation on the planet can't figure out how we stop this without going too far either way. Yeah, you know the the answer's in the middle. Absolutely, and that's what I was kind of getting at. You know. We don't really have a gun problem in the United States. We have a people problem. Yeah, we do. We have a mental health problem. Well, and that's the thing about it. You know, we've been talking about this for how many years, the need to increase the budgets for mental health to really, there should be a, because of all the school shootings, there should be a comprehensive program now that links teachers, principals, pediatricians, 
parents, law enforcement that can get can possibly get a hold of these kids before this happens. And I'm just talking about the school shootings, you know, because there are other aspects when it comes to adults. Sure. But you, we have, well, I'll put it this way. 9-11. What was it? 18 guys or 17 guys, I forget. They hijack our planes. They were already on the radar of the FBI. FBI didn't do anything about it. Kill, I mean, put us into a dark time in our history. What did we do as a nation? Congress got together, the president led, people all over the country said, Let's, we, got to, we, we cannot allow this to happen again. They increased security with, with our airports. They came up with a list of folks, you know, particularly anybody that could be linked to terrorism. And they said, guess what? You're on what we call the no-fly list now. You will not get on one of our planes, right. period. You know, they took steps like that. They increased U.S. Uh, marshals on flights. All ca- and we have, so far, it, we, it's never been safer to fly. In a, you know, as a country, we can tackle this issue without going to extremes. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind we can do it. And mental health, you know, in Texas, just last year, they cut the mental health budget by $11 million. In Alabama, they cut because... I know governments only have so much money. I don't care who you are. But, man, we treat mental health like it's the redheaded stepchild, and it's just as important as getting screened for cancer. You're absolutely correct, Jason. You know? Absolutely. Uh, you made a valid point. And it's something I was, I, I was, you know, getting at with the not having a gun problem, that it's, a, that it's a true mental health problem in our country. If you look back at biblical times, what did Cain kill Abel with? A rock. Cain killed Abel with a rock mm-hmm. because he was motivated to kill him. Right. At that time in existence, there was no guns. Right, right. A killer is going to kill. Right. And what did God do? He took Cain out of that community. Yeah. He said you, to prevent further bloodshed because Cain was like, they're going to kill me now. And yeah. God said, now you know what? You screwed up. But I'm going to remove you from the problem. And I'm not going to let anybody mess with you. My mark's on you. Yeah. But this is going to be an example. We've got to remove these people. Yeah. And I'm, I, that sounds terrible. I don't mean we got to start going and investigating everybody and, and have a Gestapo. Some people will take that and say, well, we can't do that because then we may make a mistake and get the wrong person. Well, the wrong people get put on death row. Absolutely. You Another know? situation kind of like that. I read an uh, article, and this has been some years back I read this, uh, a, a man in Japan was on a train. You know, they're, they're, they don't have guns in Japan. Right. Civilians can't own guns. He killed some 18 or 19, 20 people with a knife. With a knife. Nobody, it's like they were all in, in a state of terror. And he just went through killing. Just stabbing folks. Just stabbing so folks. So you can't tell me that it's a gun problem. It is absolutely a people problem. Guns make it more convenient for them. I, I, I give everybody That's, that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's... I think it, the problem is act, is the, my opinion, an 18-year-old should not be able to buy an AR-15. You should be at least 21. We don't let them buy you, cigarettes you know, or beer. I agree with that. I agree with uh, the, the semi-automatic guns. If you're not old enough to buy alcohol, you shouldn't. No, or even a pistol. I because know. most of your suicides are done with a pistol. A, a shotgun, a rifle, I have no issue with No, that. no issue whatsoever with that. Especially no here in the South, because we're so rich in hunting and fishing. Oh, yeah. and absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, about know. When I was 18, I had a pistol. 
I had a permit, but as soon as I could get one, yeah. I grew up around guns. You grew up around guns, yeah. but we were taught to respect guns. That's Dan, right. That's not a toy. It's not something to look cool. It's with. a tool. It's a tool, you know. And so I, I think the problem is that we've, you know, it's not the guns per se. We just made it too easy for the wrong people to get them. Yeah, we have. You're absolutely you know. right. I can't argue with that. And we, I've talked to this about with my coworkers. You know, with you know, this happened on May 24th. The shooting did in Uval, Texas. Right. Uh, we've we've had multiple conversations at work about it, and we're just all just can't. You can't really wrap your mind around it. I had trouble. Now this is no lie. For two nights, I had trouble getting to sleep because I would see it on TV. Or I'd see something on Facebook and it would get me to thinking. Yeah. And I would ha- I had trouble going to sleep. Yeah. So to get more into this, because we'll, we'll, we'll get off on a spin somewhere. This happened at Robb Elementary School, Uval, Texas, on May 24th. This, uh, this individual, after he shoots his grandmother, he goes toward the school. Wrecks his truck. Wrecks his truck in front of the school resource officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He shoots the school resource officer. Who, who was not at the door at the time. Right. The door had been propped open by a two, which happens all over the mm-hmm. world. You know, I'm going to tell you, if I want in a school and I'm that heavily, and he had body armor on too, where are these kids getting body armor when, when sheriff's departments can't afford it? Right. That's another thing. We have got to get control on that. Well, is the stuff, you know, being Texas, is the stuff coming across the border and getting sold black market style? It could be over the internet. Hell, he could be getting it from Hungary, you know, but we don't let people buy. There's certain things we don't let people buy. Me and you as civilians cannot go into any store and buy body armor. No, we can't get on the internet and buy marijuana. No. But somehow he can get a hold of body armor. That's it. And that's what's happening with a lot of these mass shooters. They're out gunning the people that are trying to stop them because of the body armor. Yeah. You know? So after he wrecks his truck, he goes into the school. Goes into a classroom and just starts shooting. A one class full of fourth graders. And, you know, and I think, you know, this is such a big thing. We need to cover more of it. I want you and I, because of some of, you know, what we've been around, to talk about in a separate show about the the law enforcement's response. Um, Because it has really... That, that's been a debacle well, of epic know, proportions. And I've read so many different um, articles and reports and what you see on Facebook that, that that law enforcement was in the hallway for some 45 minutes. Yeah. After this guy, this crazy son of a bitch, yeah. Yeah. has went to a classroom and killed 19 students well, and two teachers. And this is the big problem. During that time period... Some of those kids were still alive. They were calling 911 from the classroom. Yeah. So we got 10-year-olds calling 911 knowing that if they're heard, they may get shot. But we've got our guys out there who are heavily armed and trained who they're all like, no one knows what to do. Man, I'm going to tell you, and I told my coworkers about this, the second I heard, I hear there's an active shooter at a school, God be damned. I'm going through a window. I'm going in. Yeah. That's and they my child will not sit there and be a victim. 
No. And the parents were trying, begging them to go in. They ended up pepper spraying one, tasing yes, one, yes. handcuffing. Uh, I, now, I, a, don't, I don't fault the parents for not going in. I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to say at all because I have so much sympathy for them. Right, right. Well, but, they, they had the guys there to go in. Yeah. The guys with the guns. But instead, they acted like they were more concerned about the parents than, than the guy. I mean, come on. Come on. What there? It seems like you had, and, and you know, I'm going to tell you. The cops would have had to have shot me right there to stop me from going in to save my child. Oh, I agree. I'm going. I'm going. You better stop me because I'm mean, going. You've got a daughter that's a teacher. And I worry about this all the time because I'm going to tell you, you can put up doors that are like the entrance to the Death Star. You can have three guys there highly trained. How many windows are in a schoolhouse? Right. I'm coming through the window. I'm coming in somewhere. I'm coming in somewhere. And you know what? I may not come through the window, but as I drive up and I get out with that semi-auto, kids are all in those windows. Yeah. I mean, what happens when they go to the playground? I'm waiting. What happens at the graduation event? I show up. We, we are in a situation in our country now we have allowed this to go on unchecked. We've talked a good talk about what we need to do. And now we're in a situation where it's like no one is safe. Well, it, you know, and, I, and we talked about this as well. So why was the school not more prepared for something like this? And they had a budget. They had a budget. And they the, recently, the SWAT team from the local sheriff's department, no, or maybe in the city, because this is a city of 16,000 people, yeah. about the size of Jasper. yeah. They had gone through the schools and done drills. Why was law enforcement not more prepared for this? Their response. You bring up a good point. Their response was that their, their SWAT team, and as you know and I know, from, from people we know, being such a small city, their SWAT team was made up of regular officers. Right. So they couldn't get them all assembled like they needed to. So that's why the Border Patrol showed up with their elite force. They would not let their team go in. It seemed like it was mass chaos. Well, it was eventually a Border Patrol agent that said, enough's enough. Yeah. I'm going in. And he got grazed with a bullet. Had yeah, to have staples in absolutely. his head. Absolutely. he got his brains blown out. But he isolated the threat. He ended it. He ended it. And let me go ahead and put this out there, too, because there's been a little bit of confusion. I didn't know this till I saw a report. There, you know, there have been pictures that have come out from social media of the shooter. There have also been pictures, and I'm going to handle this kind of carefully, of um, someone dressed as a girl or who is transgender. Transgender, or play- yeah. I've seen it. It's not the same person. I know, yeah, I, I saw that. I did not know that. And I was like, whoa, there's something going on here. And then <laughs> the report came out that the person who was in the pictures who is trans or... or is a dress-up guy or whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to step on any toes. They were like, listen, take my pictures down. That is, I am not the man. <laughs> and he's probably going to, he'll probably sue. He'll, he, well, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to be that guy when somebody comes up to you thinking you're, you, oh yeah, you're the one that sh- did the shooting. Yeah. You know, no, nah, that dude's dead and now you're dead. Yeah, good. <laughs> we're going to make sure. We're going to make sure. We ain't gonna uh, they, they did scare, share a scary resemblance. When I first saw it, I could not see any difference. I thought it's the same person. Yeah, it's a so yeah. A border patrol agent went in. That's it. He said after that they had waited forty five minutes. 
Why did those police officers in 45 minutes not go ahead and go in there? They could have saved more of those children's lives. Yeah, because there were some of them bleeding to death. You don't in a situation. You know, I can't conceptualize what they're going through. I know when we worked, we had to go in on a ride or something. You know what? Or, or storm a cell. Or storm a cell. Yeah. But you've got 19 children, two teachers, laying, bleeding out, dying, basically begging for help. The only thing I can figure is their superiors had told them because I don't know anybody in law enforcement that would not make a move. Oh, they yeah. just don't know anybody. And I, I, can, I can speak from the guys we know from, from our sheriff's department here locally. They wouldn't have waited 45 minutes. You couldn't have stopped them. No. There had to be somebody over them saying, do not proceed. Stand down. Stand down. Do not proceed. Wait for this or wait for that. So they're, as good trained officers, they're going to follow orders. Yeah, absolutely. You and know? there's, you know. I mean, we followed orders at times. Yeah. We did what we were told because we were, that we were trained to follow order. orders. That's exactly Chain right. Chain of command. Uh so, you know, in reading on past this, uh, finally, you know, the, his grandmother lived. Which is amazing. After being shot in the face, an elderly lady lives. I read an interview with the individual's mother, the shooter's mother. This crazy bitch said he had reasons for doing what he did. I'm going to tell you, man. You know, she, obviously, I believe she had some drug issues. She and he had been in an argument with her also over him turning off her Wi-Fi. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to look deeper into this. I read a report that just a few months before that, police had been called to her home, and it took eight officers fighting with him to get him under control. Now, if that doesn't put him on the radar, what does? What do you have to do to get the attention? That's exactly right. I mean, dad gum. You know, but this mother, she also made the statement that how badly she felt for the parents, but that she also lost her son. Yeah. True, I get it, but now's not the time. No, absolutely. It's never, that's never a good comment to make. No, that's never a good comment to make. You know what? I'm sorry. It's it's unbelievable. And Jason, I've never felt this way. Yeah, I have. One time I felt this way. Right now, if I wish that God would grant me permission to walk into hell for one day just to punish this guy. Oh, I agree with you. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. I have felt that one time in my life. One time in my life, and it was over It was over somebody that abused a child. Nothing will set me off like a child being mistreated. Now, Nothing. I want to go and come back. I don't want to stay. Oh, well, you might have to make a deal with Mephisto, but that's on nerd news, that's, so that's, we're, that's, we're not going to go there. I know, but... If I could walk into hell just to punish this individual. I'm telling you, man. Hell's too good. I mean, it's just... It's just it, it, it blows your mind how you have a... Those 10-year-olds, will for, they'll never get to live to their potential. No. Those parents will never get to see what their kids were going to grow up to be. It's over with. They'll forever be 10. I look at, I look at the fact, man, how I, have, I have two 10-year-olds right now. I have six kids in total, ranging from age 13 to three years old. My twin boys are 10 years old. Oh, my God. That hit me like a ton of rocks. I, I can't even begin to imagine, because I know how you are with your kids. I would, I would be in a loony bin. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's, and justifiably so. I mean, 
How do and and, and, and and to make matters even, if I they, would I would end up turning into a Frank Castle type character. Yeah. And I hate to reference a, some a nerd news character or, or a Marvel. But character. no, I've thought the same thing. It's like if 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 y'all won't stop them, I'll stop them. Yeah, I'll find a way. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets whatsoever. You, I mean, you know, and, and like to make matters worse, if they can be any worse, the uh, one of the teachers that was murdered, her husband. You know, he goes to her memorial service, comes home, dies of a massive heart attack. Yeah. He couldn't because the strain of losing the love, his childhood sweetheart, and they left behind four children. She, they've been married for what twenty four years. She had been at that school for twenty three. Had been teacher of the year. Yeah, just in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, she died trying to shield the children. Yeah, I mean it's amazing, and that's when people complain about teachers. I'm going to tell you there are a lot of teachers out there who give their lives for their kids. I know there are bad ones. There are bad ones in anything. Absolutely. But, uh, man, I'm going to tell you, it's something like this that needs to be a reality check. And it, what it does not need to do is divide our country even more. We have got to come together. We have got to. No we're, doubt. We're not going to agree on everything. But if we can't at least agree on some basics and say we're going to work together to protect our children... Where are we headed? You know the the divide our country's had. You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I get maybe with kid gloves. After 9/11, our country came together like we've never done before. I, I probably well maybe during World War Two. Yeah, and we didn't see none of that. Right, but it wasn't no, around. No, it wasn't around. But that was um, that was the most united I have seen our country in my lifetime to this point. It was spiritual, man. Yeah, it was a, it was so and. Never have I been, so, even though we just went through a time of great suffering, never have I been so proud to be an American. Absolutely. You know. And, you know, our country for the past 10, 12 years has been so divided. Yeah, it has been. It seems like it all started. Does it take something like that happening again to bring our country back around? I hate to say it. I fear now what would happen how we would respond if it did happen, if we could come together. Yeah. Because you started seeing the cracks toward the end of the Iraq war. And then after that, it's been, it's just been nonstop, uh, fighting, nonstop fighting. It doesn't matter who's in office. It's scorched earth. Yeah. We're not going to work together. We're going to destroy you till we get our person in office. Mm -hmm. And all that does, and the dadgum media, and I'm talking about conservative and liberal media, because they're in it to make a buck. They fuel the fire. They fuel the fire, and they keep us all thinking, oh, my gosh, how awful the other side is. Man, the other side's Americans just like you. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we have allowed media and I'm sorry to say it because it sounds cliche, politicians who make a buck off of us. And, you know, we have allowed them to keep us divided into camps to where it, all it's done is ensure the safety of their position. Yeah. And it's, Man. And, and it's you know, the result is chaos in the streets. Well, and I don't want to get too deep into it because this is for another show for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to look at what is going on with our fuel prices right now. Oh, my God. And you, the same damn concept, Jason. The media, politicians, mm -hmm. and big wig executives are the cause for all this. Oh, yeah. You always, you know, there's an old saying that came from Watergate. 
during the Watergate crisis, uh, the two reporters, Woodward and Bernstein, it was the number two man in the CIA, no, the FBI, I'm sorry, who was, um, he got a hold of the information about what all was going on, and he funneled it to the, to, to the because back then, you didn't have what we, you had newspapers. Sure. You had the nightly news, and he funneled it to them, and he went by the code name Deep Throat. He, and really, up until his, uh, he did, and it's from, it's from a porno, but up until 10 or 15 years ago, when on his deathbed, we didn't know who it was. Right. Because his whole thing was, I am doing this for the good of the country, not for me. Yeah. He was a straight-up law enforcement man. Well, his famous quote to the two reporters, they're like, how do we find these people? How do we get to the truth? He said, follow the money. Follow the money. And what you're talking about and, and in all this, man, almost always, you can follow the money. Maybe it's the politicians who want that easy job with authority and a good retirement. Maybe it's the corporations that are that exist just for profit. Yeah. You know, and I get it. It's free enterprise, man. I'm I'm a free enterprise guy myself, but there comes a point where you can't just crush everybody. Right. You know, we're being crushed. I'm with that. Absolutely. You know, and it's and, and and it's the media, because like I said, and I don't care if you watch CNN, Fox, MSNBC. I don't care who it is. They're in it to make a buck. Absolutely. That's and all the media is doing now. They're not reporting news anymore. No, they're no. Not, and if they are, they're only reporting one side of it. They're reporting their perspective. Their perspective, and they're like, okay, these are the people that listen to us who will buy the products that are advertised. Let's make sure we feed them stuff to keep them upset. Yeah. And upset at who? Well, upset at the other side. That's who. Yeah. You know, I mean, I saw it when Obama was president. According to the conservative media, he was the devil himself and was born in Kenya. I saw it when Trump was president. <laughs> By the liberal media, he was Joseph Stalin. That's it. You know, and the thing that gets lost in it is Obama was not the villain. Trump was not the villain. Um, Biden, bless his heart, I'm beginning to wonder. <laughs> you know, I think he's actually a, a, a good man. I just think he doesn't have the energy. I think he's I, too old. I, I agree with you 100%. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to believe it at first, but I'm starting to think he's just too old for the job. Yeah. But we won't get into all that just no, yet. We'll no. cover that sometime, though. Absolutely. You know? Uh, guys, like we said, man, we got to do something in this country to stop these senseless acts happening. Uh, We've got to. You know, that's children. You know, it's one thing, you know, being an adult, and I hate that for you know, even an adult to be shot in a mass murder but children, guys, come on, ten-year-olds. Well, and if you if you have a child or a grandchild or know a teenager that is seriously troubled, don't turn and look the other way. Don't say don't say as long as I'm not having issues with them, I don't care. That's your problem, because that's that's been happening. You know, if you know an adult that is, I mean, you think they could end up showing up at the church house, yeah, or at the Walmart and opening fire. Say something to the authorities. Or try to talk to them. Or try try to help them. And a lot of people are afraid. They don't want to get involved. But try to reach it. Because you may be the one thing that one person talking to them. That stops them. That prevents it from happening. That's it. You know, and we have, and just like you said, this is, we need to cover this as a, as a subject all by itself. Absolutely. It's, but mental health in this country 
and, and we have allowed our government to allow it to get to this point. And as citizens, we have shamed people for seeking mental health. We have made it like if you have problems, whether it's schizophrenia, bipolarism, depression, um, I'm even going to say autism or whatever, no one wants to talk about it. You know, everybody, no one, because, oh, well, that's, you know, you know what? That ain't no different from diabetes. That ain't no different from uh, uh, high blood pressure. And we got, we have, we have to make a place for those people in our society and we have to get, get them the treatment they need so they can be productive. Absolutely. And, and if they're dangerous, well, we got to take them out of society. That's it. <laughs> Uh, so Jason, you know, we've got an upcoming episode that we've been talking about and we had actually intended on this episode being, yeah. being the episode for yeah. it. Yeah. But, uh, with all this, uh, stuff in the, in the news right now, we felt like that it was a, a good idea to, to discuss it and, uh, you know, share our thoughts and opinions. And, uh, before I go any further, just, you know, people out there that are listening to us, just continue thoughts and prayers for the parents of these kids and these the victims in Buffalo and they'll need it for a long, long time. They're going to need it for a long time. So just keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, and just remember them. I mean, that's all we can do as a uh, fellow citizens right now. Uh, just keep them in your thoughts and prayers. But what, what I was getting at the, the discussion of the multiverse. Yes. Yes. The potential of a scientific proof of us having parallel worlds, basically just coexisting with us. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and, and we're, you know, of course, going back, we, we keep referencing nerd news and, 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 and the type of movies we like. We cover a lot of Marvel stuff, and that's very big in Marvel comics and, and other forms of um, science fiction. But like Mr. S is saying here, there are actual legitimate scientific theories and almost in some circles some certainty that these, that there has to be to a certain extent. And what we want to do is take our time with this and break this down because it is, you're getting into theoretical physics, quantum, quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and the theory of relativity. I mean, so these, this is something that we're going to have to take our time with and, 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 and really have a serious, just a discussion. It'll be fun. Absolutely. It'll be a lot of fun. And we can tie a little bit of our nerd news into it. That's a big part of it. Well, that's funny you should say that. I was just listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is probably the preeminent science guy in our country right sure. now. And some of the description he was giving of some of the theories, I was like, wait a minute. When you read Marvel comics or you watch the movies or whatever, they have been pretty dang accurate going by some of the present theories. Sure, absolutely. But that's for another show, guys. Uh, I don't want to say this has been a great topic to have to talk about. It's, we hate to uh, be better if, if we could have been talking about what we did this weekend. <laughs> that's exactly <Yeah>. right. <laughs> we'll save those stories for another time. Yeah, we'll save that. But it's, it's, we felt like this is such a, this is a national tragedy. And, uh, you know, we need to, uh, we, Mr. Esch, now we want to be, from our podcast, we want to be an example of how people can discuss things and come together uh, because we need that all over the country. That's right. We don't need shouting at each other and, and, and you know, and, and saying, no, you're all wrong, I'm all right. Because guess what, folks, we're not. None of us are. No, you're absolutely right. Well, guys, we'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening. Adios.